This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? future. future. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Think Future Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kalabukas, and once again, we're coming at you live from deep, deep, deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California, the innovation capital of the world. We're talking innovation, startups, the future, or sometimes, as I like to call it, what's next? Not necessarily those, not necessarily in that order show number 91 it's another beautiful sunny day here in the bay area rain has stopped for now went on a nice little walk this morning enjoyed the sun you know a lot of people feel that when it comes to innovation that it must be a huge life-changing game-changing life-altering event that when you run an innovation program, that it must create new technologies or new innovations in a completely new area. That it must be disruptive in order to be great. But if you're only looking for the big game changers, you might miss the building blocks of the game changers, which some people call micro-innovations. These are small innovations when coupled with others change the game or simply small new ways of doing things which can help unlock new kinds of creative thinking i was reading something the other day and they gave these they like two different sets of college students a test they said they gave them a problem they gave both sets of college students a problem and then at before they told them to solve the problem they said think about the problem to one group while you walk in a straight line. So walk in a straight line to one end of the classroom and then turn around and walk back. Straight line there, straight line back. Straight line there, straight line back. And then they took another set of college students. And they said, think about the problem while you're walking around the room randomly. Curve this way, curve that way. Just randomly walk around the room. And then they came back And they solved the problem. And the ones who walked randomly around the room came up with much more creative solutions than the ones who walked in straight lines. So a micro-innovation could even be busting up your cubes so you don't have lines and lines of cubes like a Dilbert cartoon. That you got a little few cubes here, a few cubes there, you have a meandering path to get from one place to another. And here's the thing. Super Bowl was uh, yesterday. If you're always looking for the touchdown in every play, you miss the little plays that add up to a lot. In fact, you could argue it's the little plays that matter. They advance the ball slowly across the field, sometimes under the radar, until it's too late, then bam, you score. 
Micro-innovations are occurring all the time, all over your company. If you have anything larger than, say, one, maybe one location and 50 employees, there are probably tons of little micro-innovations occurring all over your company in the various corners of it. This is great, but they're happening in those corners. You need a program to pull those things out and get them out in the open. We can, of course, help you do that, but then I'm just... It's much easier to talk about, implement micro-innovations than it is to come up with game-changers. Micro-innovations don't necessarily add up to a whole new innovation. It could be a new environment, like walking in a different way to spur the creative thinking. If you think about it, Apple's ascent into becoming the second, now second most comp- valuable company in the world, because I believe Alphabet now has that distinction, or Google X Google, now Alphabet, Look at the very first thing, their very first consumer electronic. is the iPod, right? The iPod. Do you remember the iPod with the little gray screen and a little dial below it? The original, the very, very first iPod. You know, MP3 players existed. There were plenty of MP3 players at the time. Plenty of them. They were particularly exciting. And there were also portable hard drives. Portable hard drives were out at the time. They weren't particularly exciting either. But then when you couple MP3 players, portable hard drives, and an ecosystem with something simple to use like iTunes. Now, personally, I don't feel that iTunes is particularly simple. But you take those three, which I would say not very innovative things, and combine them together. You create something new and something groundbreaking. When you see things like, is this a completely new innovation in a completely new area? You rarely see that. Those things are black swans. They hardly ever happen. But when you see the combination of technologies which currently exist pull together in new ways, that's when you get the interesting stuff. That's when you get the stuff that may become groundbreaking. And if you think about it, Apple has continued on this path ever since the iPhone came out. The iPhone is a cobbling together of stuff that already existed out there. Do you remember the Palm computers? The the Palm PDAs? Touchscreens? They may not have had a capacitive touchscreen, but they had touchscreens. I mean, a lot of what you see in the iPhone today are technologies that have been around. They were just combined in a specific way. And then ever since then, every new iteration of the iPhone or the iPad or the Apple Watch has been a variation on that. An incremental micro-innovation to help ease people in forward. See, a lot of times people don't like disruptive, massive innovation. And when you think about it, when you look at the Apple Watch, the Apple Watch is a little not innovative enough for people. At least that's what I'm thinking. That's why the Apple Watch today isn't that popular as far as I'm concerned. It could have been more innovative. They could have pushed the envelope a little bit further. And we were all expecting them to push the envelope a little bit further, but they didn't. But I digress. The fact of the matter is, is that there's Thousands of these little micro-innovations happening all over your company right now. Ranging from a small tweak to get a little more efficiency out of something, 
to rearranging some chairs and tables and conference rooms here and there in order to help juice up the creative thinking process. These things all lead to more creative thinking, to more innovation, and eventually, maybe, to a game changer that'll blow everything out of the water. But you know what? You don't necessarily need to blow everything out of the water. In some industries, in some places, that little tiny micro-innovation, shaving this much off that, or adding this much to that, built up over time, over the size of your organization, could end up being a huge, making a huge, huge difference. That's it for me for today. See you next time, and until then, don't forget to think Future. Future. Future.